0: Welcome to the Shifted Podcast and Video Series. Each week, we talk to classroom teachers about how their teaching and learning has shifted since the onset of the global pandemic. We delve into classroom practices, daily routines, structures and schedules, digital tips, tools and tricks that you can use in your classroom right away. Welcome to the Shifted Podcast and Video Series. My name is John Hamlin, I work with the Greater Victoria School District here in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, the capital of our province, and home to the Lekwungen-speaking people, the Songhees, and Esquimalt nation, upon whose land we live, we learn, we work, we play, and we podcast. This is Episode 7 of the Shifted Podcast. On this episode, we're talking with Lisa Green, a secondary English language arts and Spanish teacher from Oak Bay High School. Lisa will be walking us through a number of the digital platforms that she is using to maintain engagement with her students in a remote learning environment. She'll also be walking us through a platform called YABLA that she discovered with her Spanish students last year. Uh, Based on the success Lisa had with YABLA and a number of other folks that have tried this out in our district with very positive feedback and reviews, we've gone ahead and organized a one-year district trial license for YABLA in our secondary schools and I'm pleased to announce that YABLA is now available for all of our modern language French and Spanish teachers and our ELL teachers to engage their students with. In addition to that because YABLA falls under our FIPA privacy legislation we've set up YABLA in the informed consent student portal that students now have access to So they can provide an informed consent for their data to be used and shared with the YABLA platform. I'm going to include more info about that in the links below including a link to our YABLA support page that we've developed on our district learning site. I hope you enjoy this episode. Lisa is a wealth of information and we couldn't be more grateful to her for taking the time to share all of her experiences with us and to walk us through her platform and give us a little window into what her teaching practice has looked like. Thank you for watching episode 7. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast series. Of course, if you have any questions, I encourage you to reach out. You can find my contact email in our district email search, or you can access us online at our new website, shift-ed.ca, or you can go to our Anchor FM page and leave us a voicemail that we can include in a future episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. Take care. Good afternoon. Um, this afternoon, we're having a conversation with Lisa Green, languages teacher from Oak Bay High School. And uh, this Zoom conversation is beaming to you live and direct from the, the lands of the Lekwungen speaking people, the Sawmese and Esquimalt Nation. Lisa, thank you so much for your time this
1: afternoon to chat. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me.
0: And I know you've uh, been quite active and engaged with other digital platforms pre-COVID, but certainly during this um, remote learning period, those platforms have become ever so important to uh, maintaining communication with your class. So I'm hoping you can talk to us a little bit about which uh, digital tools, tips and tricks you've been using to uh, navigate the the landscape in this uh, remote learning period.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I'll try and talk slow because I know that some of us are um, just learning a lot of these things and I have a habit of talking a little bit fast when I'm showing people how to use things on here so just like John slow me I'll, down I'll write
0: in the chat too, you if you're going too fast <laughs>
1: okay yeah so slow me down when you need to but I, I think like others when the online learning started happening it was more of a how do I keep track and help the students keep track of all of the classes they'll have and of the assignments and just knowing you know with all teachers kind of bombarding them with emails and different things it was um how do we we keep students on track and not get too lost within the portal of the the internet and with all the links so I'm just gonna show a few things that I did that were helpful and that students their feedback came back that was really helpful for them as well and a few other teachers started using so I will do a screen share you so I'll start um, first with just The, you know, every, most teachers are pretty accustomed to using Google Classroom now. And, you know, here's what an assignment, what a student would get. And and obviously you kind of see down below here, the PDF or the links for the things. But again, I just thought this might be a bit overwhelming with with information and for students to have a one-stop shop where they can know what is it I actually need to do and kind of check it off and know that they've done it beyond just the classroom. So I created a doc in the first week that looked like this and can see the date and week one so it was very clear this was week one of online learning and then i kind of said here is the assignment for the week i provided links within the doc to the assignment so it was easy for students to kind of go there as well as it being attached in the classroom so there was no reason why they shouldn't have been able to find the assignment Um, yabla which i will share in a second duolingo which has been helpful for online as well um i think their platform could be better with languages if there's other teachers out there who tried it mm. and then a couple bonus workouts because that i call them workouts with my classes but different things they could be doing especially for those students who I, I think were really quick to get things done and maybe were like i'm a bit bored and i wanted more to do so i just kind of provided you don't have to like i said but if you've done it to show me so this is i had students this was a shared document with edit access from everyone in the class. And I did put students' names here for students to come on, say, oh, yeah, I've done the first assignment, it's done. And then just highlight it to let me know that it got you know, complete and to go through. And then I could easily see, are students engaging with online learning? How much are they getting done? As you can see, almost all the class managed to finish the first two, which were the definite assigned activities, the rest were kind of bonus. But some are you know, going on to do the bonus activities. So this little interface became really helpful and students got very used to it and they knew that when they completed something to go on and do this. I have heard from other teachers there's some concern just about you know including student names here that other students might feel like they're not getting enough done. I kind of feel there's an accountability factor that gets students going with seeing you know others are doing it so maybe I should jump on as well but if that's the case and you feel it's a little more comfortable to include student numbers I'm going to show a different doc and you can do student numbers as opposed to student names for that as well. So this was just something that I started doing that became really helpful for me as far as keeping things organized for the students. And it was easy for me to log on and see where students are at. And obviously I was able to double check that these assignments were done. So even if a student said, yeah, I actually did my YABLA assignments, I was able to check YABLA and see, "Mm, you didn't. So I could catch them pretty quickly and hold them accountable. Mm. The... I advanced this into my English class. And instead of just doing a weekly thing, it was overall assignment. So assignments that were assigned throughout the online learning. So same kind of idea. This one, again, this is just an example, Yeah. but this is student numbers down below here. And just kind of say, okay, assignment one is due May 14th. And I provided a link in the assignment to the Google form. So a student really couldn't get lost in doing this. I did a lot actually within classroom in the Google Forms, so I could like embed the videos and Mm. go through this. But this way, as the assignments go, students can kind of go, oh, I missed, you know, week three assignment, I should do that one. Mm. So overall, again, that's a nice, easy place. If they had, you know, what, what am I missing in English? It was nice and easy for them to go in here and see it, also for me, and then you could just keep adding. I think for those of you who might not have seen this, but of course you can click on, and I could just do insert column, right? To add in my next new assignment as we go.
0: Yeah, and certainly it's a good way to keep yourself organized, and certainly um, it's you know simple and straightforward. And I guess another workaround too uh, to avoid that um, you know spotlight on, on the kid that's not performing necessarily might be to um, create an individualized one of those and then assign this this document to students in Google Classroom and then have it come out. So each student would have their own personalized one of those that they could do as well. That's just, it'll make more work for you to then have to check in on each yeah. individual one, but yeah, just another option, I guess.
1: That, that was the thing. It was mostly just so I could, you know, we were being asked a lot as teachers to yeah. kind of keep track of students who wasn't partaking in online learning. Mm-hmm. And so this is an a easy way to kind of see if a student, not only were they not handing things in, but, you know, it's very clear. almost Mm -hmm. an attendance in itself Mm -hmm. about who's not not taking part in online learning so it became kind of an easy way of doing that but Mm -hmm. i actually found that you know and i think it helps students to kind of see others are doing this so i should get it done instead of the opposite
0: what would you say your engagement rate was like um for all your students um you know just if you could just guess a percentage
1: i think it started strong i mean i think it started um, in most of my classes, around that 85 to 90% engagement, some were 100 at the start, mm. and then it really started to peter off towards the end of the school year, mm. um, which was not surprising. And I think, you know, Spanish is kind of that elective course, and even English sometimes gets pushed down to the side with science and math. So I, I found that most students were kind of letting me know they were overwhelmed with other subject areas, and they were kind of letting these ones go. And or I was having to phone and, and talk to some, and they just... We're just right. Done.
0: Wasn't at the top of the priority list No. year. Yeah.
1: No. So I would say it started very it's the engagement restarted much stronger than it finished for sure.
0: Mm. Um, a little, siesta um, the Spanish class at the end of the term.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll edit that part out.
1: <laughs> and I'll show um just a couple other things for for Spanish that really helps. So I I really love Google Slides. I think Google Slides Offer so much. I prefer slides to docs just because of the editing ability within slides. Mm. And in the slides um, for Spanish, you know, I would do a little vocab. I'll definitely keep this up um, going into next year for sure. It's nice to have this online, anyways. But, you know, I have this little vocab, uh, Google Slides, that I would share with all students. And I built this so it would just take them through the vocabulary of the unit fun little slides for them to see a video for them to watch, which is another reason why I like slides more because in docs, it doesn't link like that. You can't put it in unless you embed it and it doesn't look the same way. Right. But then what was really handy is this becomes when students actually play this, if they were to play it on their phone, it becomes like a flashcard. So I'll just Mm -hmm. present. So it becomes a flashcard for them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: On their phones, they get to do this little flashcard with the vocab and it takes them through. So I, I really like slides for this because it allows the students kind of work their way through either an assignment or whatever you have, like slide by slide, you can embed videos and then again, the the flashcards. So the more you get used to using the slides, the easier they become. And I've done that with English to Spanish to almost everything. And most students really like it because again, it's a little more exciting to look at. And then this was really handy and some teachers did not know this function existed, but in my, um, in this where i might have said my assignment was to go over the vocabulary slide and review the vocabulary slides students would say they checked that well yeah i've gone over the vocab slides i would later maybe give an assessment just to make sure they had but i can also check to see did you really this little handy arrow up here in the corner which i didn't know what it did before (laughs) you can click on viewers so when i were to click on my spanish 10 class i can go down and i can actually see who has opened it and when. Hmm. And I can see who has it as well. So it was really handy. John, I'm not sure if you'll be able to show that or not, and I know student names are there. That's but it okay, was really I can, I, can <laughs> um, I know they've signed releases, but it was super handy to see if they've actually opened it and engaged with it. And that little you know, funky arrow is in Docs and in Slides. And since teachers know that that's there, you can see if a student has actually opened that slide. So if a student has said they hadn't seen it, you can actually catch them on it if they have or not, hmm. which I think is great to see the, as well. The
0: accountability arrow.
1: Absolutely, yeah, they, yeah, that's what we'll call it, the accountability arrow. And then also just within slides, I did the same thing within a a grammar. So that was vocab, but then I might have gone to grammar and done something really similar here and embedded lots of little grammar videos. So again, for online learning, it's, I can't be sitting beside the students walking them through. So trying to find and source out these videos to keep them engaged was a big part of this. But I have this going in the future, so even in class we'll be able to walk through this and then I can always attach it in, in classroom and they always will have access to it. So that's why I really like slides because you can it takes a little bit of time to build, but once you have it, it'll be there for, for good. Yeah. So like, yeah, I can't um, highlight enough that Google Slides is a way to go, I think, with a lot of courses, but definitely with languages that that video embed is really important. And then the other side of the slides. I mean, this doc, this slide was just a share with the class. They're not allowed to edit it, they can only see it. But of course you could always assign slides that students are working on individually as a full assignment and then handing back or make it so every student in the class is working on the same assignment. And so this was a Spanish artist project and I had all students working on the same Google slide. So they all had access to the same slideshow they were all assigned different artists. And then as you can see, they were allowed three to four slides and I created that first and they could decorate them. The criteria was that they had to make them artistic, they had to decorate them, the information they had to include. But in this became its own lesson in itself. So I know that there are social studies teachers who are doing this and then they'd be having students create the information and then they have to learn from each other from this And then they might be quizzing the students on the information as well, going through all of this that the students have kind of cultivated and going through and doing that as well. But I really like this for online learning. Again, students can see others engaging, they're teaching each other. They can make their slides their own, but they can also see that, oh, others are doing a really good job with this. So maybe I need to up my game a little bit and make those (laughs) slides look really good. So they, they, you know, they're learning all these different tips and tricks. So that was just, um, another example of doing this as a class doc. Well,
0: yeah, it kind of embeds a sense of uh, peer reflection and peer assessment and peer and self-assessment when you can see your work in relation to others, right? So that's, yeah.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. And you can take it next level as a teacher and have, you know, students have another doc where students, if I wanted to create a separate slide and put it underneath here, you know, I'd create a separate slide for the underneath here and then I might make it so students need to actually comment on, other slides so just so you get more feedback from students to kind of say yeah really good looking slides i learned a lot i didn't know this about gaudi that's mm-hmm. interesting so i think another level is to kind of take it there and then have make it part of your rubric that students need to, to um to read and comment on others mm-hmm. obviously you need to watch your classes with that too and be on top of it in case anyone says something you don't like but hopefully your classes will yeah. get trained in this
0: positive so there
1: is that side of things with google slides <laughs> And then I will take you to Yabla as like the last thing. So I, it was a among one of my students who told me about Yabla as a platform for online language learning. When I first looked into this, and some other teachers out there who are watching this might know it's not cheap. And um, I think it ends up being around $15 a student or less, depending on how many students you have in your class. I'm just gonna take a drink of water before I continue. <laughs> But the great thing about this company was that when COVID-19 started, they offered their platform for free for teachers and students. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and so it was a, a great opportunity to try this for the first time. And I don't know if I will ever go back. I love it. You know that, John. I'm, I think this is a fantastic platform and I'm just gonna show you why I really love it. So this, um, if I move this little to here, so I have my, my teacher, I'm signed up. This is my Spanish, my, what I can look for Spanish videos in here and I can post. And basically the idea behind Yabla is that students watch videos, listen to Spanish speakers, music, education. They, they also have lots of videos that might supplement your vocab lessons or your grammar lessons. And then students have to engage with them. So the listening component that they might be missing a lot of in class, they'll be getting online. And the best part of this, what I really like, is the platform that teachers will see, the, the kind of the grid, the class grid. But I'll just show you real quick, as an example, these videos have just been uploaded, they're new. So this would say, um, you know, gives you the title, this is a music video, and then it would say difficulty level right here. So I know that this is an intermediate level. So this would probably be more of my Spanish 10, 11s. This is advanced, so Spanish 12s. So I, I know going into it, what kind of um, like level I'd be looking for and some Spanish teachers again will probably know extra in Espanol as this video series our students engage with, but all these different things and they have cultural elements. So I'm just going to use this as an example and I, I haven't watched this video yet, but if I were to click on this one to watch it.
0: Hola, ¿qué tal? Me llamo Fermín y ahora mismo estoy preparando a So you'll
1: see, he, you get the video going, I've seen what the students will see, you've got the Spanish up top, you have the English on the bottom, you can take off the English if you don't want students to see that, but it's very helpful for them to see it. Yeah. Um, and this goes throughout the whole video. But then they've got this little game, so this is what the teacher sees. So I can assign a multiple choice. So as the students are watching the y video, ahora mismo
0: estoy viaje San Sebastián. So I have to
1: click
0: para hacer un viaje a San Sebastián. They
1: have to listen. Hola. Click ¿Qué tal? on it. Oops, just a sec. Um, and they get points. So it makes it a bit of a game. They have fill in the blank games for this, so it takes it to kind of next level. Now they got to actually type out the word. Um, full scribing for the senior students. Uh, this is new for them, but they do a comprehension section, so the comprehension one I really Hola, like.
0: Hola, ¿qué tal? Me llamo Fermín y ahora mismo estoy preparando una maleta para hacer un viaje a San Sebastián. El motivo de mi viaje es que el próximo twenty.
1: So have to watch the whole video mm-hmm. and Hola, then they have to... Stop him, thanks. Um, they have to watch the whole video and then they have to do that comprehension kind of multiple choice and I can assign how many questions they need to get right on that one. So again, all of these videos, are, they're fairly short. I would say most of them run from two and a half minutes. The longest video I've seen is around five. And so it's the level for student engagement is not huge. They could, you know, it's little tiny chunks and I might assign four or five videos a week for them to get through. And of course, I almost always put a music video in to get students engaged, sometimes two. They've got cartoons, um, a cartoon series for students to watch. Um, But yeah, just so many kind of videos that you can kind of do it. And if I wanted to say, let's say I was interested in Cuba, maybe I'm gonna look at what videos here are offered specifically focusing on Cuba or Cuban culture.
0: Mm.
1: And I might do to add that in extra. And then this is the great part for teachers. So my classes. Spanish 10 class so when I want to go in to see um, our students engaging with this platform you can see none have right now because we stopped before June 16th but if I wanted to go the past 10 weeks generate report Mm -hmm. I can see all of my students names here I can see which students have engaged how many videos they've watched you can see up here they've watched six videos Um, they've watched maybe nine times so they've actually watched some videos more than once and gone through them for nine completions. They've got multiple choice points, fill in the blank points, vocabulary review points, and they've got some video completion now because I assign points for completing videos to the full length. So I can see a really nice easy grid of students engaging with these activities and because it's point-based students really like it so each week i was just like assigning point leaders my top five for the class and even though i'm assigning certain activities if students do more on their own they can get more points so it became a really great platform and i would definitely say the number one thing that i got from students on you know how was online learning was they really engaged with the they liked it a lot so that was handy and that's also why I really like it for next year because it was just one of those platforms that became really handy and as a teacher going forward no matter what we do so I'll just sit back to my classes um, you can see all my classes here and have students kind of sign in so, so that was Diabla yes
0: yeah, so that was gonna be actually one of my next questions for you was you know assuming uh, you know at some point in the future we'll be back to our normal operations which of the I guess Diabla is one of them but are there any other um, new tips or tricks or tools that you've picked up over the last couple of months that you'll definitely be carrying forward even back into the regular face-to-face instructional model
1: um beyond the google classroom
0: yeah yeah anything that we haven't discussed potentially
1: um i mean duolingo is another one it's another great one for students a lot of them have it on their phone already i just they have a class option on duolingo but it's uh, the interface isn't great. I think they need to do a little bit of work with that. Maybe they will based on all this. Mm. Um, if students have a personal account, it kind of messes with their other one. So that's one. But in languages, that's probably the only thing I've seen uh, for online uh, that I've used personally. Because mm. I think kind of, and I think other teachers would agree, like when you find one that works, stop looking for the moment because we just get overwhelmed, right? Yeah. Everything seems to be great. And we keep looking, we keep looking. When you find one that really works for you. I know there's Senior Wooly, Um, My colleague really likes Senior Woolly, and it's a great platform as well. And it also has a subscription, but it's not very expensive. Mm. Um, So there's lots kind of out there. I think that that again, as a teacher, you kind of find. And then the district, of course, has TPRS and lots of links and resources for that. And they've provided videos, and they've provided. And I've I've managed to use some of the TPRS stories, short stories that come with the YouTube kind of short films, we'll say that they have, and then do a Google form where I've just got the multiple choice questions that have already been provide, provided, but I just make the link in the Google form with the multiple choice questions below. So I've been able to use some of the TPRS resources that the district already has um, for online as well. Awesome. Yeah. Thank
0: you so much. There's any last uh, thoughts or tips or tricks or suggestions you'd like to share out to languages or English teachers before we wrap up?
1: Uh, not really. I think you know our biggest thing is keeping students on track, but also ourselves, so just, knowing when you're assigning something and keeping things a calendar for yourself and just all that was the most important thing that I've done by far.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Lisa. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you're welcome, John. Thanks for having me.